Chapter Twelve of The Master's Indwelling by Andrew Murray. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Christopher Smith. The Source of Power in Prayer. Romans Chapter Eight, Verses Twenty Six and Twenty Seven. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of god here we have the teaching of god regarding the help the holy spirit will give us in prayer the first half of this chapter is of much importance in connection with the teaching of god's word regarding the spirit in romans six we read about being dead to sin and alive to god and in romans seven about being dead to the law and married to christ and also about the impotency of the unregenerate man to do god's will this is only a preparation to show us how helpless we are and then in the eighth chapter comes the blessed work of the spirit expressed chiefly in the following words the spirit hath made us free from the law of sin and death the spirit makes us free from the power of sin and teaches and leads us so that we walk after the spirit in our inner disposition we may become spiritually minded and enabled to mortify the deeds of the body the holy spirit helps our infirmities prayer is the most necessary thing in the spiritual life yet we do not know how to pray nor what to pray for as we ought the spirit paul tells us prays with groanings unutterable and again he tells us that we ourselves often do not know what the spirit is doing within us but there is one god who searches the hearts words often reveal my thought and my wishes but not what is deep in my heart and god comes and searches my heart and deep down hidden what i cannot see and what was to me an unutterable longing god finds powerful prayer the confession of ignorance ah friends i am often afraid for myself as a minister that i pray too easily i have been praying for these forty or fifty years and it becomes as far as man is concerned an easy thing to pray we all have been taught to pray and when we are called upon we can pray but it gets far too easy and i am afraid we think we are praying often when there is little real prayer now if we are to have the praying of the holy ghost in us one thing is needed we must begin by feeling i cannot pray when a man breaks down and cannot pray and there is a fire burning in his heart and a burden resting upon him there is something drawing him to god i know not what to pray oh blessed ignorance we are not ignorant enough abraham went out not knowing whither he went in that was an element of ignorance and also an element of faith jesus said to his disciples when they came with their prayer for the throne you know not what you ask paul says no man knoweth the things of god but the spirit of god you say if i am not to pray the old prayers i learned from my mother or from my professor in college or from my experience yesterday and the day before what am i to pray i answer pray new prayers rise higher into the riches of god you must begin to feel your ignorance 
you know what we think of a student who goes to college fancying he knows everything he will not learn much sir isaac newton said i do not know what i may appear to the world but to myself i seem to have been only like a boy playing on the seashore and diverting myself in now and then finding a smoother pebble or a prettier shell than ordinary whilst the great ocean of truth lay all undiscovered before me when i see a man who cannot pray glibly and smoothly and readily i say that is a mark of the holy spirit when he begins in his prayers to say o oh god i want more i want to be led deeper in i have prayed for the heathen but i want to feel the burden of the heathen in a new way it is an indication of the presence of the holy spirit i tell you beloved if you will take time and let god lay the burden of the heathen heavier upon you until you begin to feel i have never prayed it will be the most blessed thing in your life and so with regard to the church we want to take up our position as members of the church of christ in this land and as belonging to that great body to say lord god is there nothing that can be done to bless the church of this land and to revive it and bring it out of its worldliness and out of its feebleness we may confer together and conclude faithlessly no we do not know what is to be done we have no influence and power over all these ministers and their churches but on the other hand how blessed to come to god and say lord we know not what to ask thou knowest what to grant the holy spirit could pray a hundredfold more in us if we were only conscious of our ignorance because we would then feel our dependence upon him may god teach us our ignorance in prayer and our impotence and may god bring us to say lord we cannot pray we do not know what prayer is of course some of us do know in a measure what prayer is many of us and we thank god for what he has been to us in answer to prayer but oh it is only a little beginning compared to what the holy spirit of god teaches there is the first thought our ignorance we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered we often hear about the work of god the father and the son and the holy ghost in working out and completing the great redemption and we know that when god worked in the creation of the world he was not weary and yet we read that wonderful expression in the book of exodus about the sabbath day god rested and was refreshed he was refreshed the sabbath day was a refreshment to him god had to work and christ had to work and now the holy spirit works and his secret working place the place where all work must begin is in the heart where he comes to teach a man how to pray when a man begins to get an insight into that which is needed and that which is promised and that which god waits to perform he feels it to be beyond his conception then is the time he will be ready to say i cannot limit the holy one of israel by my thoughts i give myself up in the faith that the holy spirit can be praying for me with groanings with longings that cannot be expressed apply that to your prayers there are different phases of prayer there is worship when a man just bows down to adore the great god we do not take time to worship 
we need to worship in secret just to get ourselves face to face with the everlasting god that he may overshadow us and cover us and fill us with his love and his glory it is the holy spirit that can work in us such a yearning that we will give up our pleasures and even part of our business that we may the oftener meet our god the next phase of prayer is fellowship in prayer there is not only the worship of a king but fellowship as of a child with god christians take far too little time in fellowship they think prayer is just coming with their petitions if christ is to make me what i am to be i must tarry in fellowship with god if god is to let his love enter in and shine and burn through my heart i must take time to be with him the smith puts his rod of iron into the fire if he leaves it there but a short time it does not become red-hot he may take it out to do something with it and after a time put it back again for a few minutes but this time it does not become red-hot in the course of the day he may put the rod into the fire a great many times and leave it there two or three minutes each time but it never becomes thoroughly heated if he takes time and leaves the rod ten or fifteen minutes in the fire the whole iron will become red-hot with the heat that is in the fire so if we are to get the fire of god's holiness and love and power we must take more time with god in fellowship that was what gave men like abraham and moses their strength they were men who were separated to a fellowship with god and the living god made them strong oh if we did but realize what prayer can do another and a most important phase of prayer is intercession what a work god has set open for those who are his priests intercessors we find a wonderful expression in the prophecy of isaiah god says let him take hold of me and again there is none that stirreth up himself to take hold of thee in other passages god refers to the intercessors for israel have you ever taken hold of god thank god some of us have but o oh, friends representatives of the church of christ in the united states if god were to show us how much there is of intense prayer for a revival through the church how much of sincere confession of the sins of the church how much of pleading with god and giving him no rest till he make jerusalem a glory in the earth i think we should all be ashamed we need to give up our hearts to the holy spirit that he may pray for us and in us with groanings that cannot be uttered what am i to do if i am to have this holy spirit within me the spirit wants time and room in the heart he wants the whole being he wants all my interest and influence going out for the honor and the glory of god he wants me to give myself up beloved friend you do not know what you could do if you would give yourself up to intercession it is a work that a sick one lying on a bed year by year may do in power it is a work that a poor one who has hardly a penny to give to a missionary society can do day by day it is a work that a young girl who is in her father's house and has to help in the housekeeping can do by the holy spirit people often ask what does the church of our day do to reach the masses they ask though they ask it tremblingly for they feel so helpless 
what can we do against the materialism and infidelity in places like london and berlin and new york and paris we have given it up as hopeless ah if men and women could be called out to band themselves together to take hold upon god i am not speaking of any prayer union or any prayer time statedly set apart but if the spirit could find men and women who would give up their lives to cry to god the spirit would most surely come it is not selfishness and it is not mere happiness that we seek when we talk about the peace and the rest and the blessing christ can give god wants us christ wants us because he has to do a work the work of calvary is to be done in our hearts we are to sacrifice our lives to pleading with god for men oh let us yield ourselves day by day and ask god that it may please him to let his holy spirit work in us then comes the last thought that god himself comes to look with complacency upon the attitude of his child perhaps that poor man does not know that he is praying perhaps he is ashamed of his prayers so much the better perhaps he feels burdened and restless but god hears god discovers what is the mind of the spirit and will answer oh think of this wonderful mystery god the father on the throne ready to grant unto us his blessings according to the riches of his glory christ the almighty high priest pleading day and night his whole person is one intercession and there goes up from him without ceasing the pleading to the father bless thy church and the answer comes from the father to the son and from the son down to the church and if it does not reach us it is because our hearts are closed let us open and enlarge our hearts and say to god oh that i might be a priest to enter god's presence continually and to take hold of god and to bring down a blessing to my perishing fellow men god longs to find the intercession of jesus reflected in the hearts of his children and where he finds it it is a delight and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth the mind of the spirit because he prayeth for the saints according to the will of god some one has spoken of that word for the saints as meaning the spirit of praise in the believer for the saints throughout the world god's word continually comes to us to pray for all and not to be content with ourselves think upon the hundreds of church members in this land multitudes unconverted multitudes just converted but yet worldly and careless think of the thousands of nominal christians christians in name but robbing god and can we be happy if we bear the burden of souls can we have this peace and joy god gives you peace and joy with no other object than that you should be strong to bear the burden of souls in the joy of christ's salvation we do not wish to say i am trying to be as holy as i can what have i to do with those worldly people about me if there is a terrible disease in my hand my body cannot say i have nothing to do with it when the people had sinned ezra rent his garments and bowed in the dust and made confession he repented on the part of the people and nehemiah when the nation sinned made confession and cast himself before god deploring their disobedience to the god of their fathers daniel did the very same and think you that we as believers have not a great work to do 
suppose we were each persons without a single sin just suppose it could we then make confession look at christ without sin he went down into the waters of baptism with sinners he made himself one with them god has spoken to us to ask us if we realize what we are he now asks us whether we belong to the church of this land whether we have borne the burden of sin around us let us go to god and may he by the holy spirit fill our hearts with unutterable sorrow at the state of the church and may god give us grace to mourn before him and when we begin to confess the sins of the church we will begin to feel our own sins as never before in five of the epistles to the seven churches in asia the keynote was repent there was to be no idea of overcoming and getting a blessing unless they repented let us on behalf of the church of christ repent and god will give us courage to feel that he will revive his work end of chapter twelve